Check, check, check. Will you do a big clap? No, 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 like slow, like slow and big. That was perfect. Welcome everybody to Should We Get Married. You're, you've you've been uh, introduced to us before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My name's Kyle. This is Kylie. Uh, this is a podcast about relationships. We're asking the question: Should we get married? Should anyone get married? We're going down the the nasty little rabbit hole of the relationship cosmos, asking all the hot button questions, all the crazy issues. All the day-to-day toilet humor nonsense of relationships, that w- that's what we're doing. Actually, to be honest, I, I came to you one day and I said, hey, we should, like, everybody's like, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, maybe we should do a podcast <laughs> and put it all out on Front Street and literally say, or literally ask the question, should we actually get married? Like, what does this all mean? Yeah, that happened. Because I've been like... I've been thinking about this my entire life. Like, why why are people getting married? Like, I understand getting together. I understand falling in love. I understand falling in love. I understand being in a committed relationship. Yep. I get all of that. But what's the point of marriage is the question. You've I've been asking that a long time. A long time. I've my whole life. I've been slowly uns- my whole life. unspooling the spool. Yes. <laughs> and reeling it back in from the idea that, ah, that is what you do. You grow up and get married. And I'm like kind of, uh, I can never fucking talk. When the thing starts recording, all your smart stuff in yeah, your head talk it out, goes, goes bye bye. <laughs> and then you're stuck looking like an idiot. And you don't look like an idiot. And you don't sound like one either. Thanks, honey. What I'm trying to say is, what's it called when you like make a sauce and a chef calls it something fancy? A roux? Like deconstruct. Oh. I'm trying to <laughs> deconstruct the idea that was that's put upon all of us, which yeah. is like, this is w- exactly what you do. And oh wait, you actually have options and maybe explore those options. And um, here we are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I... I've always questioned things. Like, I've gotten in a lot of trouble in my life, literally, a lot of trouble. And um, it's most of it's because of my own stupidity. I will admit it. Um, yeah. I, I ultimately, all of, my, all of my problems are of my own making. That's just the philosophy it's I true live for by. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly. But I, I questioned a lot of things growing up, you know, like the literal why, not the annoying why. The actual why? Why are we doing this? This, this, yeah. this may work for you. This may have worked in the past. This may have, this may be an ongoing, statistically fruitful thing that works. But why does it need to work this way? Can we do it differently? Can we do it more interesting? Can we do it, you know, smarter, safer? Okay, so that's a conversation that if you work in a certain type of company, mm-hmm. that conversation is always being had. You're always asking questions of each other and to your good, boss. Good companies. Yeah, 
And I particularly ask a million questions because I like context. I like to understand why. And, you know, there's the known trope of falling into the, well, this is the way we've always done it thing. But real companies are evolving and reevaluating and asking questions constantly. So I appreciate that. And so why not do it in life? Yeah, well, I think it started in, in relationships before it went to business. Sure, yeah. I bet you that's that's how it came up. Maybe. I, I mean, every generation is getting more open-minded and talking about more stuff. So it's not going to get more open than it is right now with our current youth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our... our grandparents aren't asking certain questions there is a paradox with the quote-unquote open-mindedness because you can get into sloppy situations like growth may not happen because you're so open-minded like you're like right now when i grew up okay so when i grew up explain that we were what is now referenced as free-range kids like literally yeah, go outside go outside and play for hours unattended come back for dinner come back for dinner my parents would call would holler at me yeah and that to think about that now it's almost like every parent is now like essentially a helicopter parent per se because you can't just throw your kids outside and say see you in 6 hours it's like the world's more dangerous and there's more to consider now well, the world—it's—it's it's actually not more dangerous. It's people way are more safer. Talking more about it. What is it? Like why? I don't know. I don't know. There's some, there's a paradox. It's like, so, um, you know, So my dad was there a lot, but like the analogy is like, is it really doing harm to the kid if the father isn't around for every baseball game? If the kid is, or you know, whatever, mom or dad. Hmm. is do, do they are they forged in the fires of having that longing uh, just you know not like enough but not like abandonment because that's always traumatic no matter what uh, but like if if mom or dad isn't there for every single thing is is that actually a good thing is the kid developing some resilience to um, what will be later on is a, a, a reference to grown-up life. Does that make sense? Am I uh, saying the right yeah, thing? Yeah, I've just never thought about it before because I did have mm-hmm. parents who showed up to everything. My dad came straight from work, you know, still in his suit. And oh, he wore a suit. <laughs> yeah. I bet well, he did. He wore it like the tucked-in, button-down tie with a nice. in the slacks with a belt. People don't wear suits with to work anymore. With the loafers. Always with the leather loafers. With the penny loafers? Oh, like with yeah. the little tassels that's on the top? That's a read that's a read getup. D- was it like literal was it pennies? Was there a little penny in there? Or were there no, tassels? The, the two tassels. <laughs> he <laughs> slipped them on, went to work. Oh yeah. Or did he w- was it a tie? Like did they tie oh, they or were there laces? They were slip ons. Wow, interesting. A different colors of brown. Wow. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know my dad before he retired, really. Uh, no, no it's yeah, you did. I'm not. I, it's it's not a wow to your dad. It's a wow to the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, it's interesting. It is. Anyways, but I, but back I to the had thing. those types of parents, so yeah. to kind of sit and think about. I did too, for the record. Y- yeah, you have yes. My dad had a really good track record. He w- he d- it wasn't perfect. 
but well, it was right, a really good one. If they needed to do something, they needed to do something. All those, like, you know, middle school, high school games are kind of early evening. Not very convenient for working parents. But it, I like that you bring that up because if your parents aren't somewhere once in a while, it does kind of get you used to having kind of individual... Not you're not alone. Self reliance. Yeah, self reliance. Also, getting used to maybe like experiencing some disappointment, which is healthy. Um. Even from yeah. like, cause you're so like we look up to our mentors, and like, what's the saying? Um, don't give your mentors clay feet. What? How does that saying go? Oh, I don't know. And why is it said that way? The clay feet thing. No, don't have never heard that. Anyways, you so it's like you have this idea of a celebrity in your mind. And they are your North Star. Like, let's say you're getting into acting or... Gotcha. Okay, they're your North Star, whatever. You look up to them, then you meet them, and it's ultimately a disappointment. Right. Okay, so it's like that that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> parents, when you get old enough, you realize they're making a lot of mistakes, just like everybody else. Well, for a short time, mm. for perhaps years, uh, at least for me, like in the 20s, you... It's like what the what the fuck is this, man? This is all a sham. Like you're making you're making mistakes and you raise me this way where you could raise me that way. And like you don't really have the empathy yet, but then you start to gain the empathy in my case it was like around 25 I started to like gain the empathy where it's like, "Oh, my parents are bleeding just like me and just like everybody else." Right. There's a I think there's like a discovery period. Once you kind of are crossing over into becoming an adult. Yeah. You maybe uh, flee the coop. You're away from home. You can now start to get to know your parents for who they are a little bit. Yeah. And start to, again, kind of peel back the layers of what life has been like for 20 years and why and what happened, what resentments I have and why did they do that. And also, I appreciate this. And then it's like a learning phase. And then you get a little yeah. bit older and you start to understand the the kind of roots of it all. Yeah. Especially if you kind of like get into therapy and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I, and I that was our uh, family language. Family language, will. yes. And that was a specific way and it wasn't a right or wrong way. And also, I don't think we'll ever know the full breadth of the understanding unless we have kids. Because that's the full circle. I know. Don't you feel like you're going to miss out on that part? I, yeah, part? for sure. I do. Because that is, I think, like to really grab life um, by the hair. That's a bad analogy. Or by the balls. I was going to say by the balls, but that, I don't know, that's too juvenile. Also, why does it, like, that's not a good thing to grab life, to grab anything by the balls. Or by the hair. No. Unless they're asking for Both it. Both sound like they hurt a lot. Well, yeah. Okay, so here's the <laughs> thing: is like you, the zest of life, the full 100 yards of life, because that's a football. I was just use a football analogy because it's mm. Super Bowl Sunday today, and we're we're not watching the Super Bowl, but I'm voting for the Bucks because I'm wild card. Who else is playing? The Chiefs. Okay, where are they from? I actually don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're not football people, so get that out of the way. Dude, I went through a huge phase of like uh, a solid disdain for sports. Me like too. And I don't I get it. And then I went through a huge phase sports. of 
I want to hang out with all of my friends, so I'm going to definitely care about it. Yeah, now well, now, now ultimately I have a, a, a very high appreciation for professional sports and anything active, mm-hmm. if you will. I, I also like grew up in a huge wrestling town, Lake Stevens. Um, they, they're like elite national, definitely state, definitely regional huh. wrestlers. They, they train them well. Do you like watching wrestling? I'm not talking about WWE wrestling. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I like watching any, like any sport. I can appreciate it. I mean, I grew up in the golf business. But so you won't and I so I can appreciate watching golf and some people are like what? But you, you won't go out like of your way golf? to watch any sports, right? There are no there's no superior sport to you that you're like I'm going to make sure that I catch that on TV. No, but let me finish my point. Okay? Actually CrossFit. I'll watch CrossFit. Same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well and let's wouldn't cir- consider that a sport. No, when you when you say the word CrossFit, it's like okay. Yeah. Oh, you're in oh you're into CrossFit? I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, you like CrossFit? I will say that like everything, there are the annoying people yeah, in that group. for sure. I just found it to be like a great way to work out. Anyways, wrestling. So like I wrestled. I, it terrified me when I was a kid. I hid in the bathroom in middle school while while they were uh, wrestling for spots on the, the next tournament. You did? I was... Mortified, embarrassed, mortified, terrified. Okay, hold on. Let's of wrestling. Let's talk about no, no, no. This. I need to finish this. Don't hold me on. I need to finish this. <laughs> I'm on a roll. Let me finish. Okay, fucking hurry. I hid in the bathroom, literally sat in a stall while they wrestled. Anyways, it terrified me. But now, and for a long time now, I've grown to really love the sport of wrestling, and I get it. I just wasn't like I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't understand back then that this was a good thing. It was all fear. I was like entrenched and ensconced in fear. Was this like middle school timing? High yeah, school? Middle school, yeah. Okay. Was the fear the actual performing of the wrestling or was it some secondary fear like how I look in this Leo? Oh, I'm glad thing? you asked. Okay. That's interesting that you would ask that because I was fat. Growing up. Yeah. And I got made fun of a lot. I got bullied from it. And, um, in fact... If you bullied Kyle and you're listening to this, which you definitely are... Wow. That's not true. I will hunt you down. Okay. Let's take a step back. (laughs) Let's let's all just calm down here. Let's take a breath. (laughs) Will you breathe with me? And kick your ass. So anyways, that person's probably fat now. So I was very, okay, will you realize? (laughs) (laughs) So I was, um, I was very embarrassed with the, the singlet is what they call it. Yeah. Super duper embarrassed with the singlet. Why do they make you guys wear those? Yeah. I just. Why do you think? It's not for looks. So nothing gets in the way? It's, it's, it's a very practical, like you, so like, why do, why do football players wear football uniforms with shoulder pads and stuff. It's the same concept. Like, things are out of the way, yes. And it's a full-contact sport, and there's moves in for the how the point system works that you need to see and you need to maneuver into and stuff. You need full range of motion. 
and all that stuff. Hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of bodies rubbing on bodies in wrestling. Yeah. Can't be done in COVID times. No. Even not COVID times, it was sketchy. No, that's not true. <laughs> germs? Why those mats are full of germs? We ha- we have to experience germs in life. Although cauliflower here, uh, that's my next point. <laughs> is something that happens. I you know what wrestling's great. I'm just joking. Okay, thank you. You didn't need to Aren't say. Aren't you it. glad I clarified? No, I'm not <laughs> happy that you clarified it. Hey, let's talk about volleyball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we also wore close to nothing. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, let's talk about what monogamy. Yeah. Okay. So, if you listen to the last episode, we had an anonymous listener ask us to watch um, this. Uh, there's a series called Explained on Netflix, and we watched the one on monogamy. It's by Vox. So we just watched it. it high was quality. High quality. It's a quick watch. It's like 18 minutes. Yeah. Which is nice. Makes you want to watch the rest of them. Yeah. Lots of jam-packed information, and um, we're here to talk about it. So, like, in a really good documentary, it has a, um, it has, uh, what do you call it? <coughs> a through line of curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the foundation. It has a foundation of curiosity. A lot of a lot of documentaries come out like the forks over knives and the sugar oh. documentaries. They're so pinpointed on one point of view to. Um, right. combat the other point of view that it is it's it's too one-sided for me you're, it's you're kind of guided into to a certain thought yeah you're guided into one way of thinking and then at the end of it you're like oh shit i should change my life because mm-hmm. of this documentary which is good it's good to be inspired but it doesn't have that of uh, if we can circle back to healthy open-minded curiosity these this documentary was very healthy very open-minded it it talked um generally and specifically about monogamy about human beings and um the sociology of it and the sexuality of us and marriage and all that stuff yeah right so instead of um instead of instead of making a point at all it was just kind of a a quick history lesson with factual, you know, trends over time. Yeah. And sprinkled with some thoughts, like some things to ponder. And I found it very interesting. It's not the first time we've, you know, watched something or listened to something about monogamy. And I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but it it did bring up a lot of things that I felt both validated about and also, you know, curious about and open-minded about because we live a monogamous life but I've thought of what it would be like to not and I'm sure you have too and this just in numbers are just in on this is uh (laughs) this this just in numbers are in (laughs) on this uh humans uh and and, uh, with our current anatomy have been around for 300,000 years oh can you believe that yeah no, it's ha- it's a hard number to believe if we're going. Um, but that's since that's like uh, the age of like caveman is like in the middle of that somewhere. Right. It showed the scale of time. OK, so hunter gatherer. Yeah. 
And then the way our society is now is like the it's it three hundred thousand years. Yeah, we the the cur- our current right societal after farming got invented and everything. Yeah, that's the last ten percent of that whole timeline. Right. So like we're we're little babies. And then also, if you want to go through the entire cosmos, we're I mean like oh god, we're talking billions of years billions and like life itself is just like a sliver of a sliver of a sliver and that's just and that's life like humans are another sliver after all those slivers i mean not only are you just like a micro can't even see it grain of sand within this universe yeah but our universe is a grain of sand in like however many universes within the I'm not going to say more because I'm going to sound really. Well, here's the thing is um, like perspective wise, it's kind of like we take ourselves really seriously. <laughs> yeah. We take our relationships really seriously. We take yeah. our jobs seriously. Our bosses and the companies take themselves really seriously. And you kind of step away from it all and you're like, Whoa, hang on a second here. Yeah. Is it that important or are we just walking around this earth, wandering around? All of us just trying to figure it out. Right. I think I think it's the latter. Uh-huh. I think we're just trying to figure I it agree. out. I agree. It's true for everything. And so for monogamy, it's really interesting. It's r- because um, one of w- one of the things that it I found really fun is that we're really shitty at it <laughs> as humans. We're it's bad at monogamy. Yeah, it's a rule that we made up, but but tend to not be able to follow. By the way, we made up monogamy, and we made up every single thing, including reli- we go from religion, religion marriage, marriage, everything. society, rules, laws, clothing, words, and a lot. It's all of made it, up. A lot of it can be appreciated, and, and some of it can be poked at, you know, and holes yeah. can be poked in that. And one of them is marriage and monogamy, and that's uh, I I I liked the stats they shared, so. Uh, this must be old because they said in 2016, 2.2 million people got married. Right. 800,000 people got divorced. Yeah, which is less than half. Right. It's less than half. Um, And then they said one in five people have experienced some form of non-monogamous relationship. Here's what I think about that statistics. By the way, statistics, you can't rely on them. No, because I want to, though, it takes a small like. So I don't know how they surveyed that. I have no idea. And I don't know if it was peer reviewed. I don't know any of that stuff. But that one in five admitted they weren't in a monogamous relationship Uh, in some way, in some some way in time. I could easily say that at the beginning of a relationship like, oh, we didn't establish ourselves as exclusive yet. Well, I think they are. I think that's one of the parameters probably for that survey is. Are you a in a relationship? If yes, have was that relationship in some way or another open? But we'll never know. So never I think we should throw know. that. I think never know. Never know. I think we should throw that statistic out the window. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Let me shove another one up your butt. Okay. One in every three people would prefer to have to be in a non-monogamous relationship. 
Oh, that's interesting. I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't hang on that. Mm-hmm. That uh, one was number the there. most interesting to me because that meant yeah. people in relationships were taking that survey, saying, "Yeah, I'd prefer it." So the question is, why aren't weren't they doing it? Why aren't they trying it? Does their partner not want to do it, and they do, and do they just kind of buckle down and then eventually maybe cheat because they're not allowed to do anything otherwise? Um, I don't know, but I'm hot. Okay. Yeah, go on, go on with your thoughts. Uh, maybe it's your um, socks that are rated for oh, they're little, <laughs> they're little cat paws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my, my, bo- my boss got me these socks. Okay. There's a paw on the bottom. They're super cute. They're super cute, but they look really hot, as in they warm. Are. They're warm. Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Monogamy. Do you? Let me, let me ask you, Kyle. Okay. Has there ever been a point in our relationship? Where you wished in a moment that we had some form of open relationship? No. Oh. Uh, but I don't know what it's like to be in a relationship for, well, fucking, we're coming up on eight years. <laughs> yes. Eight years together. By any yep. measure, that's long term. That is long. I th- two years is long term, in my opinion. So if we ever get married, are we going to say, like, we're, we're at our one year? Are we going to say, yeah, we've been married for one year? Or are we going to say we've been together for nine years? I'm going to say... Or ten years I'd or whatever I'd it is. I'd say we're, we've been together for however many years. Okay. Are you going to say we, we, we've we been s- together for eight for nine years, married for one or two of them or whatever it That's is? That's what I'd say. Okay. It's our one-year wedding anniversary. That's what I'd say. You know? Because it all just... Doesn't matter. <laughs> what does matter the most, and this is my entire point, my entire like, my, my logic boils down to this: Kay. is it matters that I'm in a healthy relationship that relates to what I feel is healthy and happy, mm. and if I feel good and if I feel challenged and also comfortable and um, taken care of, and all of you know the whole laundry list of you know positives and and challenges mm-hmm. if if those are there then i'm good i don't need to get married i don't you know whatever it is i'm good with it um why ruin agree. why why less less is more like ruin people a good thing well that's not a that's not the right way to look at it like it's not marriage is not ruining anything i agree i i think in fact it's a grand celebration it is. I'm starting to see other, you know, aside from relationship stuff, other like financial benefits and things like that. Yeah. Just with, um, you know, taxes. Well, hang on a second. A house. Wait, wait. Uh, that's not true. Because if if it's not like a, uh, um, and somebody who listens is going to go, well, actually, it's this. But to my understanding is, if it's not like a head of household situation. We get lumped in the same taxes. Now we're paying more because me and you are going to get to a higher tax bracket together than we would individually. So my individual taxes. Is that right? Yes. So I don't I don't really see the logic with taxes when you start having kids, I think, is where it really can benefit, especially with that might be true. But I don't really know the whole thing. But. But if that's the only argument, you can't be on my insurance. For example, we can't save money. In that sort of way. I can't cover you and you can't cover me if needed. Yeah, but that's bullshit. 
it shouldn't be that way. Oh, so I agree, but it is. Yeah, but that's not a reason to get married. I, I, um, there was a time where, like, you were freelancing and stuff, and uh, didn't have insurance through that work, and I reached out to HR to ask, "Hey, you know, I'd I'd love to get my very long term boyfriend." live in the same household on, you know, covered under my insurance. And she straight up was just like, we don't cover boyfriends in an email. I was like, okie dokie. Well, let me ask you something. Did you ask a second time? Did you come back around and flank them from the left and get the answer you wanted? I don't remember my response. But what I do know is it is not up to HR. (laughs) It's up to whatever the insurance company is. My point is, is you could have made that happen. Mm. If you really wanted to, but we didn't need it to happen. Yeah. At the time. Okay. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay. I just I don't know <laughs> if you don't find the answer you're looking for, you can find it elsewhere. Um. Or r- ask the right person. Sounds like you asked a real snooty bitch. <laughs> this is public. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Did I cross a line? I don't know. Did I cross a line? Are we gonna have to cut that out? No. Whoever that is. I don't know who it know was. Who they are, and it I don't even it, remember. Was it a girl? Uh-huh. Oh, well. Of course it was. I call, so here's the thing, is a snooty bitch is genderless, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can cut that out. I'm totally joking. Doesn't need to be cut out. Okay. Um, but, but you know who you are. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She would never be listening to this. I don't even. I, I bet you. I, sh- I bet you she does listen to it. I'm not even sure who which person it was. I have like two people in my head because, you know. Okay. Well, now it's real weird. That team's only so big. Not weird at all. Okay. What I thought, here's here's what was going through my head. My boss, who does listen to this. No, I would never call her a snooty bitch. She's amazing. She's awesome. So, um, well, I I went for a joke and it got weird. Like, you go, uh, you had an oh shit face. (laughs) So, if you're watching the podcast, you're going to really. That was for, you know. Excited. That was, I was playing. No, playing, that was real. Playing into it. That was real. Mine was real too. I got the little feeling in my stomach. I was like, oh no. Oh, you got a tummy drop? Yeah. Yeah. It was more like a tummy, tummy rise. Drop. Don't tummy sing it. Tummy drop. Will you write a song about tummy drops? No, don't ask me to write a song about tummy drops. Oh, you hate it when I ask you if you can write a song about something. Yeah, I just don't, you know, I write songs that I want to write. And you don't want to write one about tummy drops? I mean, it's not the worst idea I've ever <laughs> <heard>. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Okay. Let's get back on track. So we're leaving that monogamy. in. Yes. We, but we have to get talk about monogamy. Okay. So, um, we both agree that we prefer to be in a monogamous relationship with each other, but there's always a but. Okay. We've, we've kind of, we've talked about it cause that's what we do here. I always like threw out the 10 year mark of like, you know, let's see, reevaluate in 10 years and if we need to, like, do a hall pass or, you know, do a thing or open it to a third or whatever, we can we can get there. But 10 years has come by really quickly. It's coming up soon. It's so way too soon. Okay, yeah, the hall pass and everything else, that's interesting. Let's, let's get into that. But to – so – Actually, let's just get into it right now. Like, if you offer a hall pass, if you offer something outside of the relationship, you open the relationship, so to speak, right. sexually, right. to other partners, to spice things up, to satiate some sexual desires or, like, you know, some, like, 
whatever desire it is, it's being open to that. Yeah. Actually, right. A hall pass, I think, is allowing the other person to go outside the relationship. Yeah. Whereas bringing a third in, like as a threesome or something, would be different because you're doing it together. And what it, what was the point that that one guy, that one expert said, he was like, um, or no, it was, a, it was a couple. They were interviewing a couple, and the couple said, we don't value the marriage. We value the relationship. And so if we right be yeah if we're committed if we're committed to the relationship instead of the marriage that's a whole different ball game there's all kinds of other i mean like it's everything opens up when when you are committed to the relationship instead of the marriage because when you're committed to the marriage there is a hard set of rules involved with marriage especially when you bring in religion to it Mm. i mean it's all the government's already involved so there's rules there literal rules and in fact in fact sleeping around um, uh, cheating is illegal in states. And yeah. like, I don't know, it seemed like a fourth or a fifth of the states uh, in the United States. Yeah, anywhere from a $3 fine to like three years in prison. Up to three, like Which was like Massachusetts or something. But they're not really enforced. Anyways, there's rules, but if you are committed to the relationship, which I know like you don't really compartmentalize that anyways, like you are committed to both but you set the idea of marriage aside and it's only the relationship like me and you, like what's best for me and you, not the marriage. What's best for our relationship. I guess if we're talking about marriage being thrown in here, I feel like we are, I feel like the title of the podcast, I feel like that I'm talking about monogamy. Marriage is a separate topic than monogamy because you can be no, you can be married or not married and be monogamous. You can be married or not married and be non-monogamous. Okay, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So monogamy is its own topic. Marriage is another. And marriage itself, like the origins of that go back to like expanding your family line and was literally a transaction of here's my daughter and with it, you'll get this piece of land or s- this gold or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, you essentially own your wife. So, and, and even up until like, I, it's really interesting watching The Crown, which I know is technically fiction, but I think we all also know that like all of the royal marriages. Political. Back th- for so long. Yes. They're essentially arranged in some way or another i think this current generation i don't know much but i'm guessing it's the first time they're like marrying for actual love right um i'm off on a tangent now but i think what i'm trying to say is i think whether we decided to get married or not like monogamy is a totally separate topic and um at this point in time i have no like you said I'm satisfied within the relationship. I wouldn't need to leave it. I think if I felt I needed to leave it, something else would be going on. But I think if we decided in the future to, quote unquote, spice things up and try something new together, I think that's different in my opinion. In my sure. world, for me. Yeah, that makes sense. To to have you leave and allow you to like sleep with someone else without me around and me not knowing what's going on. That'd probably be one of the first times I'd feel real jealousy. Oh, jealousy. Interesting. Jealousy. Interesting. But if we brought 
someone in and like tried that together. Brought someone in it would from be the outside. <laughs> it'd be something we were experiencing together. Uh, excuse me. Uh, let's bring someone else in. <laughs> if we could just pause and bring someone else in, please. When it would, I mean, it'd be uh, it'd be pretty easy bring another decision one in. that it'd be female, not a male. Okay. Right. What? I think we can both agree that it would be a female, not a male. Right. Uh. Well, yeah, but that's that's tough because why? See, here's here's where it gets messy already. Just the thought of that is messy. Like, l- for example, we we you think a female is what we bring in yeah. first. L- okay, so now we're having a threesome to uh-huh. spice things up. Yeah, who knows when we've decided to have a threesome. You say, hey, I think we should bring in a female. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've brought in a feel, female, n- now what? I, it, so, like, now we've opened up the door. Oh, we'd have to discuss. Is this a one-time thing? How did that go for you? Did you enjoy it? Do you want to try it again? Do you want this be to be ongoing with the same person, with a different person? It opens up all kinds of conversations. With the same person? That's going to happen once or twice. If that happens long term, now you're in a throuple situation. Oh, you are. Yeah, and now you're polyamorous. Now you're polyamorous. Oh. And then what? Then you just keep doing what you want to do and don't label it, I guess. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking. So as a creative, I work the best when I have limitations. When when I have like my budget is a certain amount of money even though I'd like a lot more. It's a certain amount of work within those confines. And then I have limitations on where I can go, where I can fly a drone, sure. you know, who who I can hire and all of this stuff. I see where you're going. I think my philosophy, my personal relationship philosophy is I'm going to enjoy working within the confines of a monogamous relationship because already like jealousy and everything's one thing because we're human that's going to happen even though jealousy is usually like stems from an underlying cause trust issues self-esteem yeah whatever what have you also it's a natural occurrence when you're with somebody that you love and trust and they do something way outside the norm they 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 do something that you didn't discuss whether it be sexual yeah. or whether it be financial or whether it be, you know, culturally or within, you know, a social situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, okay, so it, it's already messy just thinking about a, a, a quote-unquote simple threesome. That, oh. that gets really, because, like, where does it end? Like, right here, control is not the right word because it's, that's not the idea with monogamy for me. It's just, it's the idea of mutual respect and, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to articulate right now. It is. But you know, do you, You'd do you feel me at all? Well, <laughs> I, in, in a way, I think a good way to say it is we have a good thing going and it would sort of put a ripple in that. And it's something start else entirely. Something different, right? Yeah. So I get that. 
I the jealousy thing is interesting. I as we were watching that documentary, um, I realized that you just said like jealousy can be rooted in many things, right? Self esteem. Um, what were some of the other ones you just said? Trust issues. Trust issues. I think I, those are the only two things I said. Abandonment. Yeah. Abandon, all sure. all valid reasons. I think for me, I realize the the only like real underlying issue for me at this point would be complete and utter fear of losing you and losing what we have. The self-esteem, the abandonment, like all that might be there, but like I know that you really love me and you love my personality, my body, you know, being with me, whatever. Like Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and vice versa. I'm confident in that. Mm-hmm, right. But if you went off and had a relation with someone else, I don't think it changes how you feel about me, but I don't know how now you are developing feelings for this other person. And that is, uh, that is a, what's the word? Not competition. That's a threat to my potential losing you. Does that make sense? I think, I think if, losing what we have. if you were to come to me and say, I, I, I think we, I think I need to open the door. Hmm. I think I need to open the door to our relationship, which is, it's so funny because we're simple beings, us as humans. I, and I mean, we as in humanity. Yeah. It's like, it all comes down to sex and power, doesn't it? Like, it's just like, what are we opening to? It, it's sex. Yeah banging boinking feeling something feeling wanted needed Fe- desired oh. okay i was going with with you know just physical sexual because it feels great oh it yeah. feels great and that's where the urges are and anyways yeah um what was i saying oh no where was i at i threw you off i oh, think if i were to okay. come to you and ask to open the door yeah right i i would Rather, because I truly believe if you truly love somebody, you have to be willing to let them go. Yes. Because because that is where true freedom is. It's like when you lose everything, uh, you've realized you've gained, you have everything. Uh So if you have... If you have the ability to love someone enough to let them go when it's time... Um, then, then you can kind of swing to the next, you know, vine in the forest. So you'd rather say, look, if you need to go, go. Not on the spot. It would probably, I don't know. But if that was your, I'm just saying in this situation, this hypothetical situation. Right. The hypotenuse of it. No. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Maths. I thought that would be funny to say earlier, so I said it instead of hypothesis. It was funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I s- so the hypotenuse of the situation is somebody <laughs> just doesn't know the word. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> happened to I all of us. I want to be in the room for the person who mixes up hypothesis with hypotenuse. So a r- really quick tangent. Okay. Good. I mean, good. I'm on a t- current tangent. You're going to go good on another tangent? friend of mine 
in science class reading from the textbook out loud mm. said um, switched orgasm with organism for like oh that's devastating in school several pages several times several pages several times nobody spoke up and got no her back no one said anything y- even oh, your me f- your friend yes wow you've really let her down <laughs> looks like you're being the snooty bitch in that situation it's an age where it's hard to speak up. No, I get it. And and also, I think maybe half the people didn't even notice because that wasn't. Oh, they noticed. Maybe definitely a, the teacher noticed. It wasn't a usable word yet for a lot of them. Oh well, how what grade? I don't remember. Talking? Is it like grade school, like before middle school? Mm, no, probably middle school. Okay, ju- junior high. They know. Really what is? orgasm is. They yeah. don't know what it is, <laughs> but they know the word is like a sexual word. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to your tangent. I've I already lost it, honey. honey. You gotta pin, stick a pin in it. I don't know, you know, I what what was I talking about? Mm, <laughs> the hypotenuse of the story <laughs> is okay, the hypotenuse. That if you love something, set it free. Yeah, so I th- I would I would rather work on the process of letting someone go instead of, you know. I, but I don't know. Like that's <laughs> that's where the whole philosophy. That's where my whole mm. curiosity of should we get married falls in. I don't know what it's like to be in a twenty year yeah. relationship because maybe that would be a thing to do. I don't know. Right. Oh, it was Dan Savage who said the thing you brought up. He said, um, he said I've been with my husband for twenty four years. Four of those years were open, and he was saying that to another man who said. Oh, you guys must not care about, or he said something kind of like hilarious and contradictory. No, he said he the the person who said, "Oh, you got you you must not care about a committed loving relationship." All three of my marriages have yeah. been monogamous. All three of my marriages <laughs> have, but that's not that's like that's, that's that was Dan saying that was a loaded that was a loaded point of view. But that was a that was not. I understand, but it supports what you're saying of the way we think now. The way we're taught to think is that marriage yeah. is the end-all, be-all, and and monogamy being a separate thing. You can be married and, and, and stray and cheat. It, that's totally separate than agreeing to be monogamous, whether you're married or not. I Am think I making sense? I think his point was to say, hey, people shouldn't be so close-minded. People should learn to adapt to their relationship and how it's going and be open-minded within the relationship to talk and discuss and think outside of the box, think outside of mm-hmm. what are the norms, and um, let's think differently. Let's go for something else I- and see if it works out. I think yeah. that's he was like, like people are closed-minded. Like it's this or it's that. It's binary. It's black or it's white. Right. It's you know. Instead, there's like all kinds of gray areas to explore in there. Uh, and he's also saying what works for you works for you doesn't mean it works for Here's everyone else. Here's my question: Is were the first year, first four years, open, in the last twenty, or was it the first twenty in Who knows? quote unquote clo- closed marriage, and then the last four? Or was it somewhere in, in the middle? Who knows? I would assume first four. We'll never know. Dan Savage, amazing. You would assume first four. First four were open, last 20 sh- like last twenty monogamous. I would assume. Because I was assuming the opposite. Because it's easier to start a, a relationship with an open scenario and then decide to commit and close it up in a different way. 
Yeah, I guess. Then to guess open it up 10 years and into it. and That does sound easier for some reason. I don't know why. Also, Dan Savage. I don't know why I don't listen to the Savage Lovecast more often. Because every time I hear him speak or every time I hear him on a different podcast, he's so open-minded and has so much awesome insight on love and sex and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just love him. Yeah, seems like a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a really good dude. Super knowledgeable. Um, any other thoughts on that doc? Other than it was great, um, no. Okay. Any other thoughts on monogamy? Why Why are we ending the discussion? We're not. Sounds like we are. There's sounds just a like lull. Lull Sebastian. Okay. It's monogamy for monogamy. All right. <laughs> this is you're really you really lost steam there <laughs> in the last five seconds. I have weird energy today. Oh, you know what? You know what I was thinking about? Yeesh. Is when you left turds in the toilet the other day. I did not do that. I don't know why you said that. I always check. You immediately, well, this time you didn't check. You immediately go, I was playing uh, Dutes with Bonsai again. That's Call of Duty. And okay. um, it's, is it w- let's reference it as Dutes from now on because that's a cool way to <laughs> say it. Um, so I was playing Dutes with Bonsai. And then I come down. I was like, "Did you did you just poop in here?" Because I went to go pee. No. Then I came down, and you're like, "No," but you said it like, "Yeah." That's always my answer. And I no. knew you did because there were turds in there. There were. No. And then and then you go, "Don't tell bonsai." <laughs> <laughs> I meant, don't tell him your lies. And guess what I did? I told him. I told him. Those are <laughs> lies. And then you know what happened after that? I go, yeah, I totally told Bonsai after we were finished playing dudes. <laughs> and you go, you did not. And I go, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> but I actually did. I didn't say you did not. I said, um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, it's been an interesting day because <laughs> this this wall here that separates our <laughs> offices is yeah. way too thin. We're going to need to do something about it. Because yeah. I'm in there studying and taking exams for emergency management stuff, taking FEMA courses. Yeah, that is way more important than me playing video games. And all I hear <laughs> through the wall is fart noises and burps and laughs <laughs> and you going, get in the chopper, <laughs> get in the chopper all the time. And I'm like, oh, I can't study. I love playing video games with my friends. <laughs> I just love it, man. We make up songs. We have fun. We get frustrated. Mm. We 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 have a lot of fun. It and fun. I have basically one day a week where I can do something other than work right now. I've been working six days hard uh-huh. for weeks, and it looks like it's going to be that way for a while. And, in fact, I'm working today. I mean, this podcast isn't, you know, it's not chilling watching Netflix or playing video games. Yeah. So like I really I really let loose, <laughs> and we we make fart noises you to really each other, and we have fun. Yesterday, in fact, y- I heard and a I'm series of 40. noises. You said skiddly deep, skiddly deep, <laughs> and then he burped, and I said, well, "Something's wrong with you." <laughs> you laughed. Something's yeah. wrong with you. I thought that was hilarious. It was. Hilarious. I love it when you roast me. <laughs> Just, it's the best, man. Oh, yeah. I find it funny. I like I it when you roast me, too. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's funny. Have you had other relationships where it's a roast fest? No, no. Because we talked about that up front. 
early and there was there were some talks about like you felt like more of a buddy and roommate sometimes than a lover. Mm. Do you remember those conversations? That's a weird That's a w- weird one because like that's going to happen anyways. It's you're always going to get to a point to where you're like, "Oh, we're just kind of roommates, you know." farting in front of each other although people <laughs> who don't fart in front of each <laughs> other that's a thing that happens oh yeah i know a lot of them yeah me too which i i think is crazy but to each is their that's own amazing yeah um i think we should have a series where we call up certain couples and and ask them if they fart in front of each other and why not the ones that we know that don't i was thinking like you brought up maybe you know doing some interviews mm-hmm. not just the podcast with just the two of us yeah and I think like that's a good way to maybe grow the podcast because, ah. well, I've talked about this with you. Oh, <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> no. Um, a little bit. So maybe it is brand new. I mean, we haven't like decided anything. No, and we still we still aren't deciding anything now. But I've always wanted this to be just the two of us. Yeah. But um, I really want to grow this podcast into something that's you know successful. Right. And I'm not talking um. Money-wise, I'm talking maybe opportunity-wise. And um, I think the ultimate goal in my life is to do things like this that put bread on the table. Yeah. And so I want to I wanna grow this thing into, you know, something that is that measure of success or heading that direction. Um, and uh, I think maybe some interviews would be good. And also it would be good for point of view and curiosity and and all of those amazing things that I really cherish as principles to the way I live my life. And also, you know, kind of like some of the guiding principles of this podcast in and of itself. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear different opinions than ours. Right. I want to, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we repeat a lot of stuff, you know, people, some point are going to know about our lives and know all the stories we've told and um that's okay too but just like some variety is cool and i really want to ask people's opinions ask some interesting questions maybe just some fun little segments maybe not even in person just like on facetime or something and i don't know what it would be but it could be fun yeah we'll talk about it well we made some shirts some prototypes are you me or am I me? You can see them if you're watching YouTube's. <laughs> um, there's some tweaks to be made. I gotta lower the I gotta lower the text and um, I don't know, make the font a little bit bigger and make the Instagram handle a little smaller. Yeah, but it's my favorite quote, and it's your quote. I love these shirts. I love the font and the typeset, and I love the um, quote. Are you me or am I me? <laughs> I do too. It's kind of like a life f- philosophy now. Yeah. Are you me or am I me? Well, Be yourself. I make my own j- choices. Yeah, and the same thing with relationships and marriage and monogamy. It's like what works for me and what, what works for us is most likely different than what works for somebody else. And the beauty of that is when you do find that person or that couple or whatever that you can relate to, magic happens. Because I couldn't, I I honestly don't think I'd be alive today if I didn't find other people that I related to mm-hmm. and can get along with and bounce ideas off of and heal together. Yeah. And that's what we're all doing. 
you know, healing and figuring this thing out. I don't like it when I button things up into life, huge sweeping life generalizations, but I, I just do. did. I like it. Okay. Also, I was going to button the are you me or am I me yeah. quote okay. into the entire name of our podcast. The whole point of should we, mm. like not even the marriage part, but should we fill in the blank? Should you, should I, should we, should society? It's the same concept. Yeah. And I, I, I've I learned a quote called don't should on me because. Yeah, totally. It's up to me. Um, so it's the sa- it's all the same thing, and I love the tie-in, and it just came out of your mouth out of nowhere <laughs> while I was happened to be recording. So it was a goofball moment. I love it, and, and you're uh, my best friend. Oh, you're my best friend. And I, I and we were just talking about you know being buddies and roommates, and I think I'd way rather be in love with someone who is my best friend and that farts even when I don't want him to fart, <laughs> than you know. Some other version yeah. of something. This this to me feels perfect. So yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was very nice of you. Thank you. I see that. your I see your button up of life, and I raise you another button up <laughs> of our life. I fold my I fold my hand because it was great. Hey, Valentine's Day is in a couple days. Oh yeah, Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's happy, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Ha- happy, happy Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> Do you, so um, you're going to be out of town. Going to be out of town safely. Safely. It's going to snow this week, hopefully. I love it when it snows. I'm nervous about it snowing. I'm nervous about flying. I'm nervous about COVID. I'm excited to see my sister and my nieces. So that trumps everything. It's going to be fine. I am going to be bummed if I miss like an awesome snow thing and you go sledding and that that's, and then also, you <laughs> know, the planes get icy. So that's a thing. And then I'm going to be out of town during Valentine's Day, but we don't actually celebrate Valentine's Day. So that's fine. But that's also like a thing. And, and we, like last year we did um, like a surprise uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day um episode and i kind of want to do that but i'm gonna do that so uh that's the podcast everybody um thank you so much for tuning in uh the best thing you could possibly do other than enjoying this um wild ride we're on with this podcast and doing this podcast and being a part of it by listening is uh tell a friend uh head over and watch us on YouTube. Watch us that awkward moment when I called uh, your uh, one of your coworkers a snooty bitch. She's not my coworker anymore. Either way, that happened, and I guess we're not cutting it. So I don't even work for that company That anymore. can get weird. You can see that. You can see our new T-shirts. You can see our amazing faces. And, um, and uh, leave a like. Leave a comment. Uh, tell a friend. Leave uh, a like. And... Uh, you know, all that stuff. What smash, else am I supposed to say? Smash that like button. Don't smash it. Don't do any of that YouTube stuff. Or do it. <laughs> what, Whatever you want to do, because you're you and, and I'm Yes, me. mostly be you. Oh, my this God. This got real cheesy. Bye, everybody. Bye.